Hello, creeps. Welcome to another episode of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. I'm experimenting with calling the audience creeps. I'm the host, Jeff Kowalski, the head creep. Uh, oh, no, I don't like that. I don't like it if I'm a creep. <laughs> uh, every week we bring you a, a discussion about a creepypasta that uh, I know from the audience members who've told me, uh, you probably haven't read it or know anything about it, and you're just listening because you like to hear me and my guests ramble. Uh, but, uh, you should go read this story and last week's story, although I didn't tell you to read last week's story in last week's episode, so, but, I don't know, my recommendation, (laughs) (laughs) my recommendation for enjoying this podcast is to go read the story, or if you don't want to do that, uh, there's a YouTube channel I discovered called Mr. Creepypasta, where he reads the story to you, uh, and he has a lot of videos, I don't know what his criteria is for covering a story, but we got this one from reddit.com slash r slash no sleep the no sleep subreddit uh that was a really long way to say that the story is called the strangest security tape i've ever seen and with me to discuss it are danny and scott martinek hello hi that's their voices respectively <laughs> let's see i switched up the order because last week i said scott's name first and this week i said danny's name first equality <laughs> well i just uh i just have to flip the coin a bunch more times and make sure it always <laughs> i i think i've accident i i think i've like just by accident achieved gender parity on this podcast um uh, might be leaning more in favor of women now because i've had a couple of weeks where the only people I've had on were like my three friends that I talked to who all happen to be girls uh, two of which are named Cassie Uh, so that got confusing for a while because it was Cassie, Cassie, and Cassie's sister, and that was like a month and a half's worth of podcasts all in a row. Nice. Uh, so you're welcome, audience, for having that confusing guest lineup. Anyway, I've gotten <laughs> way off track. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't really do last week? We didn't uh, summarize the story, so I guess people definitely had to read it. Uh, why don't we summarize <laughs> the story this week? Uh, th- decide amongst yourselves, whichever of you wants to do that hmm. ah, you could take turns all right let me let me see if i can summarize this one because it's uh it's kind of an interesting one uh basically the the premise is uh this guy the narrator works at a, a boring gas station in the middle of nowhere in pennsylvania and he and his boss noticed that some things have started going missing since they uh, got this new employee at the gas station who he describes as having a creepy laugh. And uh, the main thing that keeps going missing is motor oil. And uh, in any case, uh, the boss has been checking the security tapes from this other guy's shifts. Uh, the guy's name is Jeremy, the the new employee. And so they, they check the tapes and the narrator is asked by his boss to look at the tapes one evening because the boss is busy. And that's when he starts to notice some very odd things on the tapes. And it gets a little kind of confusing as to what's happening at first. Yeah, um, I uh, this was another one where I, I just listened to it being read. And mm-hmm. I was kind of slapping my forehead like, oh, come on, guy. The, the security tape is just looping. Right. 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 Uh, so, yeah, he, no- he notices that on one tape, 
that it, it appears to be looping every hour on the hour. And he notices the same exact customers coming in in the same order and behaving in the exact same way every hour. And so he suspects at first that this guy, Jeremy, is somehow looping the, the video to cover his tracks for his theft. Uh, but then the narrator notices that while this looping is happening, the sun outside the store is going down in, in real time. So the day seems to be progressing normally, but somehow the people inside the, the gas station are going through some sort of weird time loop. So that's the first weird thing he notices. Uh, and then it appears as if this Jeremy guy closes up the shop and leaves, and nothing has been taken. Nothing seems out of the ordinary about his behavior, necessarily. But as the narrator continues to watch at, a, at around midnight, I believe, uh, suddenly this Jeremy's face just appears front and center in front of the camera, as if he's just staring straight into the camera, and then it's gone just as quickly. And so that's the first sort of kind of shock moment that the narrator mentions as being really terrified by. Yeah, that's where you'd think like, oh, well, that's the end of the story. We've seen this. We've got the jump scare. Mm -hmm. We're we're done with it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Then it keeps going. It it continues and gets even better. Yeah. So then there's another tape from a different angle that he watches and he fast forwards it to that point where Jeremy looks in the camera just to see like what he's standing on or what he's doing when he looks in the camera. But from this angle, uh, Jeremy never shows up, but you see the motor oil on the shelf just disappear at the exact same moment. And that's trying to think what what does he do there then i guess he calls his boss he shows it to his boss he comes he comes back to work and he makes his boss watch the tapes he prepares him for the jump scare but his boss is still understandably freaked out and apparently his boss has decided that the the op is going to be in the room when he confronts jeremy about this theft that's been going on because op is theoretically the one who discovered it from watching the security tapes or reported it at least so and then the the very next thing that happens is like at what was it 5 33 p.m it's like oh no sign of jeremy he's not answering his phone we call the cops and then an hour later no sign of jeremy he's not answering his phone we call the cops and that continues for five straight hours yeah it appears as if the narrator himself is getting stuck in one of these weird hourly time loops uh, yeah it's really weird though because then it um his next update after that is 10 58 p.m as if he was not caught in the loop for 9 33 or uh 10 33 mm-hmm. yeah um, so what happened he still has this missing time that he hasn't accounted for but he's like what i just looked at my previous updates yeah yeah well i guess he goes on to explain uh he blinks out of it at 9 33 and i guess it uh after trying to figure everything out he finally gets home and is like oh i see what happened well, I guess he's more like, oh, no, I see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he's not just like, aha, mystery solved. <laughs> right. And he seems to uh, he seems to come out of it before his boss does. And he just kind of nopes out of the gas station and leaves his boss behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little uh, like, well, <laughs> you just went through a super paranormal thing. Maybe uh, stick around and help everybody else who's frozen in time. But no, he just nope. leaves. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, uh, let's see, yeah, yeah he, what, we, what, what happens after he that? He goes home and he's just hiding in his room, basically. Uh, oh, he gives us the final update when mm-hmm. he wakes up the next morning, um, saying he finally fell asleep real late. Um, I just tapped the mic, so I'm gonna say that part again, <laughs> so that I can just cut out where I touched the microphone with my hand. 
Uh, he, he gives the last update in the morning saying that he finally fell asleep around like four, uh, and that the police showed up and they were like, okay, I guess someone's stealing motor oil and that's bad, which like, (laughs) all right, come on guys, watch, like, look at the video. It's real freaky. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then the, um, and, uh, the yeah, FBI are there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says the FBI um, want to talk to you about it. Um, and then the uh, FBI agent it says, oh, Christ, we've got another one on our hands. Yes. Like, <laughs> okay, Fox Mulder. Like, <laughs> like, when you're part of a secret government organization uh, that that is investigating a time-stopping wizard, you don't be like, well, we deal with this all the time, this <laughs> thing that you don't know anything about. Especially not in front of the terrified civilians. Um, yeah, I guess, but, uh, I guess it ultimately doesn't matter though, because the, um, uh, very last paragraph of the story is a repeat of the, uh, paragraph at the beginning of the story, right mm-hmm. before the, um, author watches the tapes. Mm-hmm. As if the whole thing is in a loop. I like it. Yeah, it's a nice little, it's a nice little button on the story. Although if, I don't know if it makes any logical sense. I mean, no, I guess that's, uh, much like last week's story, this is just a character kind of touching the weird, um, mm-hmm. and we don't ever find out what's going on, um, except we suspect Jer- uh, Jeremy burned down his house with a bunch of motor oil. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is kind of weird, because, like... Is motor oil, like, the best thing to burn a house down with? It's kind of, like, gloopy. It comes in, like, pretty small containers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you work at a gas station. (laughs) You could get, like, tanks of gasoline, which is super flammable, and will come in much larger containers if you just, like, get a big jug of it. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I guess that's the least uh, important aspect, probably. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's an arsonist ghost, just not a very well organized one. <laughs> yeah, um, probably my one criticism of the story is the uh, the time the author takes to reveal that Jeremy is in some way supernatural, right? Because uh, like at first he's describing, he's like, "Oh, I'm super creeped out because people keep coming back into the store and doing the same thing." Like, why don't why don't you tell us why that's creepy and not just the camera looping? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He gets he gets through to the description of watching all the tapes before he's like, oh, by the way, the sun was going down during all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Jeremy was continuing along his routine, and it was slightly different every hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would have been a real creepy detail instead of just, like, telling us that you're scared, but not describing something that is obviously scary. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I liked this story. I, I thought it was pretty well done. Yeah, I... I- I definitely didn't like it as much as the other one uh, that we talked about, the my dog yeah, went is. missing for three days, uh, because wh- while that one was very simple, I thought this one was a little too complex, mm. and so, and because the way the narrator sort of doles out the information, it's, like you said, it's not really scary on the surface, he's just telling us that he's scared, but the details themselves aren't necessarily that scary, like motor oil's going missing. Without any sort of backstory about this Jeremy guy, the fact that motor oil is going missing isn't inherently scary on its own. Yeah, it would have been scary, like something else 
house going missing would have been scarier. Like, motor oil going missing isn't that scary. If it was, like, like screws or mousetraps or something that's, like, a little dangerous, I feel like that would have been a little creepier. Yeah. Um, but he kind of had to, I guess, justify Jeremy a little bit with the weird arson backstory. Mm-hmm. Which, um... I didn't mind, but I also didn't really... I'm like, oh, okay, he's an arsonist, who cares? I'm much more interested in this uh, spooky time loop. Yeah, I didn't even really connect that. I was just like, oh, great, a throwaway detail. That's that's creepy, but not really connected. And then yeah, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, it's... Oh. Yeah, it's... it's um. <sighs> It's so, because it's just this one paragraph where they're like, this family had an estranged son, but the whole <laughs> house burned down and it was soaked in oil. Like, yeah. It's like a whole okay. other ghost story that's just sort of shoehorned into the backstory of this thing about a time looping guy. Yeah, and the, the time loop itself is scary enough. Um, like, just the, the fact that the updates, like, the updates all posted in a row, that's a pretty spooky thing to look at. Uh, and the audio version I listened to, rather than reading it a bunch of times, he just, like, cut and pasted the audio, which kind of added another little Mm. spooky aspect, because it sounded the same every time. Nice. Do we know if, when this was written... Uh, was it written, was it released as a full piece or was it updated in real time when it says update? Oh, I don't know if there's a way to tell. Yeah. Uh, it says it was posted three years ago by someone who has deleted their account. Ah, uh, uh, cause I, that's uh, what I would really wanted to see. I wanted to see the, the more like performative piece of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes on No Sleep, you'll see the, um, the poster come back in with comments that expand on the story. Um, we covered one of those, uh, couple episodes ago maybe last episode i don't remember uh well not last up uh like maybe two episodes ago there was one about um my dead girlfriend keeps messaging me on facebook was the, <laughs> the overlong title um and that one had like a little coda that was put in by the author in the comments yes this doesn't seem to have that yeah it's it's not really possible to tell but i think if if that was the case and you were following this in real time when it first happened, it probably would have been way creepier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, one of my favorites um, that we've covered on this show is Ben Drowned, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is about a haunted Zelda cartridge, and the original um, story was posted, like, on a web forum and was being updated, like, over the course of days and weeks with new little details and pictures and video, and I love that that's the the thing about creepypastas is they have that unique aspect to them right um mm-hmm. like ted the caver uh is another one that has updates although that one was an angel fire page in 2001 so i don't know if anyone was reading that in real time or if it was <laughs> even posted over multiple days right huh. um this um this story is another one, much like last week's, that doesn't seem to have an immediately obvious, uh, like, thing that it's kind of riffing on. Yeah, it kind of, maybe just a bit piecemeal from various things. Like, the, the backstory about the house burning down is very standard ghost story material. Yeah. But the... Yeah, you always find out, like, oh, but that house burned down 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the, uh, like, the time-looping thing... It sounds it sounds more like a like a sci-fi story than a than a creepy story. So it's kind of interesting to see it used this way. 
I like a trickster type of character. Yeah, it's almost like he could have been stealing a candy instead of motor oil. Right. Just like, all right, well, he's like Mr. Mixelpitlick. <laughs> but uh, they kind of, it's interesting to use that device for something spooky. Yeah. And it almost feels like the um, author just kind of like was like, oh man, what about when they loop, what about a looping security tape that it was not really looping? And then kind of it exploded from there. Yeah. Which doesn't, it doesn't doesn't have like the nice emotional core of last week's story which you could kind of see being like like loved ones getting sick and are they really mm-hmm. the same or like someone dealing with the loss of a pet by writing this this spooky story about them um and there's a lot of like real emotions uh and this one is just it's got some neat ideas but it ju- it just doesn't it doesn't have that that connection jeremy's not like the guy's little brother or his best friend he's just this weird weird guy that no one likes yeah yeah and yeah yeah <laughs> it's weird it's very weird <laughs> do you have a um a spookiest part or scariest line from this story um not a line necessarily like this one i didn't really f- find that scary overall just because i think maybe it was so complicated narratively yeah um but the uh the part where he sees the guy's face for a split second and it seems to be looking directly at him from the TV screen, that that part was was definitely creepy. Yeah, that's always a good uh, device I like in stories is someone uh, looking through a TV because it's just like so impossible, mm-hmm. and there's not really anything you can do about it. <laughs> right, right. It's not like he can like punch the guy or hide like he's in the all-seeing screen. Yeah, and turning the screen off never works because it just comes right back on. Yeah, he's on every channel <laughs> for Cal L or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Danny, do you have a spookiest line or scariest aspect? Uh, I didn't really attach to any particular line or passage, but the I I wasn't fully expecting the time loop to kick in in sort of real life for the narrator. So that hooked me. That was interesting. Yeah, that was I liked that. That was unexpected. Yeah, like as soon as the the like second update was also on thirty three, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me the spookiest part is probably the ultimate uh reveal that final time loop. The whole thing has been a, it's a loop within a loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this whole like incepted time loop. Uh <laughs> I I just I I'm a sucker for a good twist ending. Um and it didn't feel like there was really any other way to end this story other than like, well, Jeremy got away. Bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And it's almost like the, because right before that, the line is, so now I'm home, I'm not sure what to do with myself, that agent's words when I told of the story are going to haunt me for the rest of my life. That felt like the end, and then the mm-hmm. author was like, wait a second, yeah. I have this time loop thing, uh, and kind of like tacked it on, and I think that <laughs> it, it, uh, it works really well. It kind of elevates um, a middling story to like, a, at least worthy of an ooh. Yeah, All yeah. Right. I love that, actually. That it's like, the agent's words will haunt me for the rest of my life, and then it immediately doesn't. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, the rest of your life is, th- is this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Uh, all right, so I think that's uh, that's all we have to say about this story, right? No final thoughts about it. Not really. No. Yeah, no burning. No burning <laughs> question. This one we did. Well, I don't think we connected to it that much. Uh, but it was it was all right. Uh, yeah. It's definitely not the worst one we've covered. <laughs> I made I made sure to get that out of the way early with a double episode of Jeff the Killer and Squidward Suicide. Oh, good. Two, okay. <laughs> two of the worst bits of weird fan fiction on the internet <laughs> uh so uh uh do y'all have anything to plug uh yes i co-host a podcast with my friend brian bonner it's called podkashi me cast an oddly spelled title <laughs> but it's about uh uh, we're basically trying to watch and rank the entire filmography of cult Japanese film director Takashi Miike, who has a hundred directing credits on IMDb as we speak, and he's still directing. So, uh, who knows if we'll ever actually complete our mission, but we will find out. And you can follow me on Twitter at LaserSharkBear. Yeah, he's a, he's a young guy. He's only 55. He could have another like 40 years of professional filmmaking in him. Yeah, he's, he's crazy prolific. And, uh, it's, I think he's slowed down a bit, but at some points he was directing as many as, uh, six films in a year. And a lot of those were very low budget straight to video things, but still. Yeah, he, um, he is, cre- uh, his, the top of his Wikipedia says he's credited with directing 15 productions in 2001 and 2002. Aye, aye. Aye, yeah. yeah, that's so many like we live in a world where we have to wait five years for a christopher nolan movie (laughs) and this guy is like one of the most celebrated directors in the world and just churning them out yeah he's non-stop uh anyway danny do you what what do you what do you got uh i've been doing some scrappy independent theater lately so if you're a new york local and you happen to not be over shakespeare if you like shakespeare particularly if you like hamlet i'm in a production of the first quarto of hamlet that's going up at the end of march so if you're interested, tickets are at badquartohamlet.bpt.me. It should be a fun time. I'll make sure to put a link to all this stuff on the blog post. Um, and you can find me, as usual, uh, uh, on Twitter at J3FK. Reach me at my website, funtimes.online. Uh, if you want to email me, jeff at funtimes.online. Or you can just tweet at me. Uh, tell me a creepypasta you want us to talk about. Or uh, you can go buy my book it's a horror anthology that i edited i wrote a story in it um i think every guest that uh has been on the show uh pretty much has had a story in it like half the guests at least uh it's a lot uh there's stories by both cassies there's a story by chris there's a story by um matt um there's a story by me it's great uh go buy it for five dollars or if you tweet at me i don't know i'll send you a coupon code you can get it for free uh just be like yo let me get that book or you can give me five dollars <laughs> either way that's at weaponized slash unknowing uh you can go listen to my other podcast seeing reddit where me and past guests matt and louisa heron go on a random subreddit and make fun of it or we don't talk about it at all either of those two but we definitely talk for an hour about something uh it's uh it's a good time we uh just had probably our funniest episode i don't remember what the subreddit is uh go check it out go listen to it um go listen to that comes out on mondays this one comes out on this this show creepy pods that comes out on thursdays that's it i think that's all i have go rate and review us on itunes share us with your friends um uh 
I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch them in the act, and that will be that. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I figure I'll.